0: Give me the lumber. Hey, I think you want to hit the two Arambas. So you said I want the big dog. I know I hit it into the water.
1: But well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there?
0: Because it's fun! We're having fun! It's supposed to be hard. You know, if it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Well, we're waiting. Welcome back to the back. T-Boys Podcast, Episode 8. You've got all three back T-Boys here. Fellas, how we doing?
2: Just lovely, Tim. Lovely as always. How are you? Been a minute. Been a minute, boys.
0: It's been long. The golf world's been a little slow. um, But the back T-Boys do have some some news. The back T-Boys Podcast is officially sponsored by Pin Golf. Um, Pin Golf makes phenomenal range finders. Um, and we actually had the, 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 privilege of interviewing, uh, Alec Lorenzo t- tonight, who was one of the co-founders of pin golf. And that was just an awesome interview we had. He's, he's a great guy and just an electric guy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So much fun. <laughs> yeah. Boston born and raised, um, company started three years ago and had a really fun interview and getting to know him and hear the story. And I had a blast doing it and hope you guys enjoy
3: yeah, I really enjoyed hearing his story. Uh, we were kind of familiar with the brand just growing up in Massachusetts and New England, playing golf locally, knowing kind of the local local startup businesses. And um, yeah, they've been doing some awesome stuff. I think he was saying they've been going for, what, three, four years now yes. since, since they first got it going?
0: Three years. And it's an awesome range finder at, at way less the price. It's about, what is it now, 200 bucks? 250.
3: Yeah, the, the um,
2: ACE is their newest model and it's 200 bucks.
0: 200 bucks. It it has slope with it too. So, like, if you're looking at one of the big brands, that's a $500, $600 rangefinder. Um, but we also got into some other stuff with Alec. We got into um, just kind of some business stuff, some PGA stuff, got into his game. Um, and it was a really great conversation. So, I hope. Hope you all enjoy it. Uh, we certainly did. And uh, this interview is actually, it's brought to you by Pin Golf. So that's, uh, that's super exciting for the podcast. Love it. Well, enjoy. We are now joined by Alec Alec Lorenzo, the co-founder of Pin Golf. Uh, Alec, how, how's it going? Doing well. How are you boys doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Well, thanks for joining us today. Well, right off the bat, how's the game? Have you been able to get out much? I know it's getting a little cold up in uh, up in Boston.
1: Yeah, it is getting a little cold. Uh past couple of weeks, I haven't been able to. Um, and actually, all all throughout the summer, I thought I was going to be able to play a lot more, kind of quitting my day job to be in the golf industry. But then halfway through the summer, I was like, well, crap. I don't have enough time to get out and really play. So um, all I will say is that I, I'm better than um, Hugh and Peter's soon-to-be What is it, Uh, (laughs) brother-in-law? Brother-in-law. Yeah. I mean, that's not that's
2: not saying much. No, and I will take your word for
1: it. Better than Willie. Um. So, but other than that, uh, we get out. We get. I mean, me me and Willie play a bunch whenever we do play. But other than that, we're all right.
3: It's crazy. You're not. I I would think kind of what you were saying is you go into the golf industry, you think you play all the time, but (laughs) you're going farther away from it. It sounds like. Yeah.
1: Right. And that was my assumption too. Like, right. When I, uh, topped into it full time, I was just like, I told all my buddies, I was like, guys, if I don't get like really, really good at golf this year, like there's something wrong with me. I might just hang them up and just focus slowly on growing the business. And midway through the summer, they look at me and they go, dude, you're not really playing that much. And I go, yeah, I know it, it kind of sucks. So, um, but you know, I'll, uh, it is what it is. So I get out there occasionally.
3: Yeah. Cross you bear.
1: That's awesome exactly
0: well Alec why don't you just give a little kind of intro to to pin how it started how you guys came up with the idea the whole the whole bit yeah sure
1: Um, so we started it three years ago now um, and based around the idea that we were a couple years out of school I think two at the time um, and we played golf we weren't very good still aren't very good um, but couldn't afford, and couldn't justify to spend four or five, 600 bucks in a rangefinder. Um, so what 95% of America does when they look to see if there's a cheaper alternative or another product out there, they turn to Amazon. So we found a couple on Amazon that me and ultimately my two co-founders bought um, and we went on the course and within the first couple of rounds, like they broke. Um, so whether it was just like, we tossed it on the ground after shooting it, or like, honestly, just pressing down on it and the, the button fell out. So we're like, all right, well, these are pretty crappy. Um, so we were like, all right, well, there's really no other cheaper alternative that looks somewhat high quality. So is there an avenue for us to build a brand around something along these lines? And me and uh, Johnny, who's one of my co-founders in uh, Buckley, who's my other co-founder, always had this entrepreneurial itch. We would always kind of shoot the shit about ideas and and kind of go back and forth, bouncing bouncing ideas off another. So I brought it to them one day. They're like, "Yeah, hey, you know, you might be onto something here." So started hitting up some manufacturers, start hitting up suppliers, just kind of seeing what we could get for pricing and and see kind of how the whole procedure worked. Because I mean, we were two years out of school. I went to Assumption. They didn't teach you how to to. To talk with overseas manufacturers or teach any of that stuff so um, we were kind of just learning it all on our own and um once we figured out and got some samples that we could get this for an affordable price we we're like all right you know like we really might be on to something um so we came out with our first model um in 2018 uh which was the pearl um and it retailed for 175 and it was honestly just a proof of concept we were kind of just like all right well we know we don't want to spend four or five, 600 bucks, but like, why aren't there any other cheaper alternatives out there? Like, is that just what the market, like what people are willing to pay? So um, we, we weren't really sure, but then when we put it out and, and got the feedback that we did, we were like, all ah, right, like we really might be onto something. Um, so one big kind of boost when we released our pearl was getting linked up with the bar stool and the foreplay guys. Um, so that was huge for us. And, we got one in the hands of rigs just off a cold dm he shot us a shot us a, a tweet out one day and was just saying like hey, i'm in the market for a new range finder anyone have any suggestions and we shot <laughs> him a note and we were just like yo give us your address we'll have it in the mail tomorrow wow uh, yeah so we wrote him like a little handwritten note we kind of tied all the like the because the course we kind of thought the idea on is presidents down in uh, quincy massachusetts just right around the corner from Barstool's like original Milton office. So we kind of tied all that together and and just kind of just laid it all out there for it. And he got the product, read the story, saw that we were kind of right out of school, just grinding on it. And he was just like, ah, I love this. Like we're in. And one thing led to another, we became the official finder of Barstool sports. And it's just been, that's kind of catapulted us into a whole new level and, um, just been riding that wave and then riding the wave of the golf industry as a whole. Again, COVID sucked for the last year and a half, but if there is any positive that's out of it, the golf industry has definitely benefited from it immensely. So, um, now we're on our third model. We're in our third year. It's gone from a side hustle to, like I was mentioning a little earlier in March, I quit my full-time job I'd been at for five years and now I'm doing this full-time. So, it's uh it's been fun it's been a blast like i said my golf game still isn't there but we'll get there
3: that's that's awesome no a a lot of in there that that we'd love to love to ask a little bit more about i
1: kind of just kind of just laid it all out there so (laughs) by all means i guess
2: i guess one thing i'm wondering is only being three years old and you pretty quickly became the official um rangefinder of barstool you're wearing your barstool golf pullover and As everybody knows, Barstool Golf has taken off and all these different things. It doesn't sound like, I mean, behind the scenes there probably were, but were there any big moments or like challenges where you guys were like, all right, maybe maybe we're going to end up sticking to our day jobs here and the golf range finder business is is not for us? Or since day one, have you just kind of found that area of the market and taken off?
1: Um, A little bit of both. I think when we were, another funny story, when we were six months into starting PIN, um, I'm sitting at my day job and I get an email, on, on the pinned email from a uh, a large outdoor uh, goods company called Vista Outdoors, who's the parent company of uh, Bushnell. So we got a cease and desist from them because we were using some of their trademark terms. And again, we were three years, two years out of school, like six months into doing this. So like we we weren't even really that aware that like you could trademark these terms and our manufacturers were using these terms and we're like, Oh, this is just industry buzzwords. So like when you lock onto the the flag, like the little vibration, they, they call it jolt technology. So we are just like, all right, that's like the standard typical word that everyone uses when that happens. So we were marketing that. So they sent us a cease and desist saying like, you got to stop using this word. And there's a couple others, um, or we're going to come after you. And we were just like, all right, well, we'll stop using it. But then when we finally realized that they weren't suing us and like, weren't coming for big money from us, that we were just like, oh well, this is kind of cool. Like they actually recognize us. We're six months into doing this. So I like, kind of keep trucking forward. Um, but I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's been fun. It's been a blast. So can't really complain at all.
3: If nothing else, that's a sign of you're doing something right. You know, if exactly. your competitors are knocking on your front door, then you should probably keep doing what you're doing.
1: Exactly. So we kind of took it as a, as a little notch in the belt to, to kind of keep going. So that that really kind of fueled us. And now it's actually, I printed it off and now it's hanging in my, above my desk in my, uh, in my room. So I framed it and it's it is in there. So it's, I get to see it every day and it kind of just motivates me.
3: That's awesome. I So you brought up Bushnell. Um, and I know there's tons of other range finder companies out there. Callaway makes a bunch of them too. Be curious to hear from your perspective, when you guys were starting this business, you guys went to Amazon. It sounds like that was your go-to, oh, I need a range finder. Let me go buy a range finder uh, on Amazon. But some people might go to a golf store or a pro shop or a more golf specific spot. So when you guys were manufacturing these, how did you think that you could make your Range finder different from the Bushnells, from the Callaways, um, and really like differentiate yourself for golfers? Yeah.
1: I mean, right. When we first started, obviously the price was the biggest thing. I think again, just seeing the, the price tag of $500 for a, for a Bushnell and then 175 for the Pearl when we released it, like that was our biggest differentiator at the time. Um, again, was the technology as good as a Bushnell when we first started? No. But have we improved the technology immensely over the last three years? Yes, to where, again, now we do tests side-by-side with Bushnells and all the other big-name brands constantly. And, again, we're we're coming up a yard within each other every single time. Again, that's slope-adjusted. That's everything accounted for. So um, when we first started, it was the price. But now, again, we've improved the technology. And and another biggest thing that we've – kind of stumbled into and, and realized that oh wow this is a huge differentiator is that USB charging capability it's like there's no other rangefinder out there with that capability right now um, and when we kind of realized that we could do that we were just like oh yeah 100 like now all the carts are getting the USB charging in there so it's a no-brainer you don't have to buy those 10 15 little batteries that all the other ones run on so um, that's been a, a huge selling point for us moving forward as well
0: well <clears throat> batteries are the worst the batteries are the worst i hate them <laughs> i always you keep like eight i have like eight in my bag right now but uh i gotta get rid of them um well Alec, one thing i wanted to ask is how did you guys settle on the name because i love the name for it but i can't imagine sitting around with some of my buddies and deciding on a name of a company and being able to figure it
1: out <laughs> yeah that's a good question um so it, it kind of took a little while. Like we had been going back and forth with the idea, with the name, with kind of the business plan for, for a little while. Um, I think we we had originally had P-I-N apostrophe D. And we were just like, eh, that kind of reminds me of Punked, that TV show back in the day, a little bit too much. So we were like, ah, right, maybe not. And honestly, we just had a huge whiteboard that we would just kind of just anything golf related, we'd put on there. We'd just kind of always we'd be sitting sitting there drinking some beers kind of like shooting the shit just like all right what do you think about this what do you think about that and and one day we just had pinned um and we're just like all right like at first it didn't just stick like we had to kind of sleep on it for a couple of days and then we're just like all right like we wrote it out we had my buddy um who's a good graphic designer kind of mock up some some uh logos with it and we were just like all right like i think this is it So then we kind of went with it, and it's been pinned ever since. I guess, um,
2: I guess you spoke about it at the beginning with wishing you were able to play more golf. I feel like every guy or girl that plays golf, their dream is to be able to figure out or solve something in golf or like us, like have a podcast and you can quit your job, which is probably one of the scariest things, right? Like you have a stable income and all these things and it's just on the side. Was there a moment for you um, and your co-founders where you were just like, obviously it needed your full attention, but you were just kind of like, all right, we got to go for this. Was there a turning point or was it just something where it was just building up over time that you guys realized if you wanted it to take off, you had to jump ship?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it time management was huge throughout the first two and a half years. Because again, like, we were ripping orders. Like When we first started, I was going to the post office at lunch during my day job. And it just got to a point where like, I wasn't getting in trouble at my day job. Like I was still, I was in sales. So I was like still putting up numbers, still doing well, but like just the year we had last year and the growth that we had from year one to year two was, we were just like, all right, like, we honestly like might be onto something here. So like it it was, it was in March. And again, we just had the the pandemic was just ending. So we were just like, all right, golf industry is still going to go, keep going up, up to the right. So like if there's ever a time to take this chance, like, now's the time. So um, there, there really wasn't just like one single moment when we were just like, all right, like this is it. It just, it kind of, kind of snowballed over the, the last two and a half, three years. And I mean, it's, I, I've wanted to be an entrepreneur my entire life. So like the opportunity to, to make that jump and to go for it, like I was kind of all for it. And again, I'd been at the same job I'd been at since I graduated school. So I'd been there for for close to six years. So it was getting a little stale. And I mean, again, the the worst, worst, worst possible scenario is pin flops. And again, I'm still 29 years old and I have five years experience. I have a story of saying, hey, this is, I, I started a company, we grew it from zero to whatever it was. And one thing or another blew up in our face and it didn't work out. Like that's a story to tell Any any sort of new uh, like interviewee or whatever it may be down the line. So like the, the, the risk reward was definitely there. And again, not that I was banking on, on going back to the corporate world by any means, like I'm, I'm all in this, but like it it just was the opportunity was there. And we just, I took it.
2: Yeah. You went for it. That's awesome. That's so cool.
1: Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate that.
3: Totally. And so, you know, now it's now it's your full time gig, which is great. And, and we're kind of curious. You know, you know where you've been as a company and and gotten so far as you have, which is so awesome. Where do you think you want Pin to go? Um, you know, we know because we we know a lot about your brand now. Like you guys have gotten into a little bit of clothing, accessories, towels. You said you're fine tuning your rangefinder even more. Like, what is what is the future of pinned uh, in your eyes?
1: Yeah. Um, so again, to continue to evolve within the range finder industry, um, again, they're not going anywhere They, if anything, have become an absolute necessity out on the golf course. Um, so again, I mean, if you don't have one, you're looking to get one, or you're looking for some sort of yardage device, yardage measuring device out there because you you need one, right? Like I never had a range finder until I started pin and I'll never play golf again without one. Like you, you just need one. So continuing to evolve in that um, vertical. And then, I mean, we've done well. So it's like, what else can we venture into? Like you mentioned, like merch or hats or things like that. Like ultimately down the line, we'd like to have a few different verticals with a few different brands per se, not all necessarily pinned brand, but like a couple other brands that focus strictly on merch because again we want pin to be known as a range finder company like when you hear pin we want we want you to think range finders like we don't want you to think merch we don't want you to think this other stuff like we came out with the merch honestly just to continue to try to build this brand and for like our friends and, and family who don't golf to just to kind of support us and buy some um so we want to focus pin golf on range finders and then move horizontally throughout the golf industry and spit up different brands and retarget and cross promote and, and do all that stuff, um, to just continue to build the ultimate parent company. Cool. For lack of and, a better word,
3: Yeah, totally. I mean, that's awesome. Um, and to kind of follow up on that. So I'm curious, Timmy, Pete, myself, we grew up playing golf constantly since we were super young, since before there were range finders, As did you, of course. And it started with, I don't know, I guess the watches maybe. And then there's the carts with the GPSs. And then there's the phone apps that track distance. And then there's the attachment you put at the end of your club and you tap it to your belt and that gives you a yardage. So there's been a lot of different companies that have come and gone and tried to perfect yardage calculation. Uh, So curious, do you think the current model of like the range finder is it? do you, are, are there any kind of competitors you guys are concerned about or new ways to measure yardage that you think is kind of a threat to what you guys got going on?
1: Um, that's a really good question. Um, yeah, obviously there are competitors. Um, again, the, the, the golf industry is growing exponentially to where they last year alone, 3 million new golfers stepped foot on the golf course for the very first time. So like the game is only, only growing. So the, which again, leaves the door open for other companies to come and get some market share um but in terms of other technology like i'm sure there is right like again i'm not a an engineer or anything along those lines like that's why we have our engineering team to to look into that kind of stuff but i mean i'm sure there is i mean you just look at how like the the cameras evolved over the last few years right like from the very first iphone to where it is now like again rangefinders are still relatively new like you mentioned you got me we're 28 25 20 20 mid 20 mid to late 20s and they've only been around for a handful of years like imagine 10 years from now like what that looks like I to be completely honest with you I have no idea could it be something with the phone and the camera with your phone just being able to look at the flag or something along those lines like could very well be but all I do know is like if we continue to grow and continue to To treat our customers the way we have been and continue to grow our pin family, like we'll be at the forefront of all of that because again, we're just kind of continuing to grow, continue to improve our technology and people people like our brand. So they're just going to continue to come back and we continue to innovate like the wheel is just going to continue to turn.
3: It's awesome. Rem- you, you, you have, I, okay. Really quick, Tim, you yeah. had me thinking of like putting a QR code on the flag stick <laughs> and then getting your camera out and tapping it.
1: <laughs>
0: it could be something along <laughs> the like line. A men-
3: yeah, like a menu at a restaurant.
0: I uh, remember when my dad got the first, like it was probably like ten years, eight years ago, and got the Upro like GPS handheld thing. And I thought it was the coolest thing, yeah. and now it's garbage like no, no one uses it uh,
1: i mean some of the some of the first range finders were like literally the size of this box right yeah. they're like you'll see it today they're like this this big there's all the pictures of spieth online using one um and it's like geez. so again it's going to continue to evolve as technology will for the remainder of our lifetime so i mean i am interested to see where it evolves to
0: now Alex, so outside of range finders, I'm I'm sure you see being in the golf business, a lot of cool golf products outside of range finders. What's your kind
1: of favorite, like new hot golf item. Um, I do like, I mean, you can't help, but notice like all the polos, I think all the polos and the, in the merch and stuff like that, like you see new ones popping up all, all the time. So like, I love Bad Birdie stuff. I love rollback stuff. Um who else? It's company Sunday Swagger. We actually bought me and Willie and uh, a couple of our buddies bought some shirts of theirs to play in uh that golf tournament a couple months back. Um, those were good
2: looking shirts you guys had on.
1: They, they, they were called the Gamblers. They're great.
2: <laughs> I like that name, Sunday Swagger.
1: Yeah, it was it's a, it was, uh, it was, it's a pretty, it's a pretty sweet brand. Um so I think that's cool, and I think just all the customization that's occurring, whether it's head covers or bags or, um, like like being able to customize your putter. Like I got to customize uh, my putter last Black Friday for like a, a tailor made deal. So like just just that personalization and customization of, of pretty much everything is is cool to watch, and I think that's only going to continue to grow. Yeah,
0: the customization in golf is. One of my favorite. It's it your. Favorite. It, it, is it is your
1: favorite. it is my favorite. favorite. I mean everything. My bag's right over there, and like the shoes. Got, it's, it's, I, I think the shoes are stacked. Like yeah. you know, all the Jordans that are coming out. Like all those, all those I, shoes that shouldn't be shoes. It's awesome. Popping up like they're sweet.
0: And then you've even got I forget the company that you can like just screw golf spikes into the bottom yeah, of sneakers. Like, those are it's, sick. It's,
1: yeah, golf kicks or something like that. Yeah. They're on
3: Alec, do you guys go to any like golf trade shows? Because I've never been, none of us have, but that just seems like heaven on earth just to walk around and see like the coolest new golf products out there.
1: Yeah, it is pretty cool. Um, so we've been to a few. Um, it's either hit or miss, um, but we went, to, we went to two the year before COVID and then obviously COVID blew all that up. Um, so I think we're going to be attending the PGA Merchandise Show down in... Um, down in Orlando, I believe, in in January, which is just like they call it the masters of golf merchandise. So it's just like it's every single merchandise company and everything and just any anything that has to do with golf business is just down there. So I'm excited to go down there and chop it up with some of these guys and and meet a lot of these guys. And um, I don't know if we're going to get a booth or not. It's like stupid expensive. Um, But well, just being down there will be cool. Totally. You
3: just, you actually just made me think you said the masters of, of trade shows. So kind of getting ahead of ourselves here, but they've started to allow range finders, um, uh, in tour events, right. They let them use it at the PGA this year. So let's say in three years time, players and caddies are sponsored by range finders. If you could pick one player, Tiger might be too obvious, so we won't let you say. pick him. <laughs> if you could pick one player to be a pin on the pinned golf rangefinder team, who would it be? Or who, you could pick a team. You could do three guys if you want, if it's hard to pick.
1: Huh. Um, that is a good question. I'd probably go with I'd probably go with JT. I'd probably go with. Brooks, I'm naming my two favorite two favorite golfers. Good picks, love it. And then it's going to be curveball too because the Brooks, but Bryson. And the reason why Bryson is because he he'll like bring out all the nerdy stuff and like and it'll just give like a stamp of approval. Like if this nerd approves of this rangefinder, like everyone should. You know he'll, how annoying he'll, he'll, he'll be for your de- for his for
0: your development team. He'll just be so annoying. He'll and, quit
2: and become uh, an engineer. Yeah,
0: ask an the engineer ask the Cobra team. They just can't stand how often uh, he comes no, to I, them.
1: I've read, I've read those articles, <laughs> but hey, if we get to that point by all means. I'll 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 fly to his house, hand deliver all before him, whatever it may be. But um, yeah, it's it's the conversations are are beginning to happen um so we've we've had a few conversations and again it it's just cool to even be in the, the position to talk with agents and stuff like that again three years ago i was fulfilling these orders out of my south boston 900 square foot apartment living right across the hall from Willie. like and now it's now i'm having conversations with agents and, and things of that nature so it's, it's a cool it's been just such a cool experience
3: yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And, and I mean, uh, a company that comes in and tries to disrupt like incumbents that are, that are making a product that's inferior or too expensive or more expensive than it should be is, is always so exciting. And when you're doing it in an industry like golf, which we love so much, it's even more exciting. Yeah. Um, so you guys coming in and shaking the tree is, is pretty cool. Kind of yeah. like um, the vice, like vice golf balls kind of did a similar thing
1: Yeah. where they're exactly. like golf
3: balls are too expensive. They shouldn't be this expensive. It should be easier to get them easier to yeah. get high quality balls.
1: And when um, we were start when we were starting out, that's sort of the brand that we would reference a lot is, Hey, we're trying to be like the vice golf balls of, of range finders. Cause again, that's exactly the business model that we had provide a equally, equally, equal quality product at an affordable price. And, and that's what we've accomplished.
2: Yeah. Well, we, we were lucky enough. Um, We played golf with Will, actually, at our cousin's wedding a few weeks ago, and he has a pinned rangefinder. So it was kind of like the first time all three of us got our hands on it. Um, We were in a group with him. I mean, as a guy who's broken a lot of rangefinders and just never found one, that's great. The USB is insane, and there was no real difference. I mean, you talked about it being affordable and $200. I think the biggest thing for me with that as well is the fact that um I'm pretty sure the new model has slope, right? Will's had slope on it. And if you're going to your competitors, it's an extra like 150 bucks. So I don't know. I liked it. Um did the job. I Will probably doesn't need one, but might have to steal his from Will think
0: the slope switch was the on off switch. (laughs) On and off switch. He probably did, yeah.
2: Yeah. He was like, he
3: was like, oh yeah, flick this to turn it on. And I flicked it. I was like, okay. And I didn't think twice about it. And then I texted Alec about it and the week later. I was like, oh yeah, it's nice that you have an off switch to save battery or whatever. Like maybe unnecessary. He's like, oh no, that's for the slope. That turns the slope on.
1: Which makes way more sense. Countless rounds. Like anytime I play golf, there's like a 90% chance I'm playing well. And he's had my range trainers use my range triner. Like, <laughs> hey like, man, this thing is sick. sick. <sighs> Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait till he listens to this. just
3: Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe I'll cut him a break. Maybe I got to give him the benefit of the doubt and I misinterpreted him, but I really nah, don't I think don't. so. I don't think I, you I really don't. I, I really don't think I, really don't think too I did.
1: Long. I'm done giving that kid the benefit of the
3: doubt with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, definitely not.
0: He, he yeah. thought it was the on-off switch.
3: <laughs> just like what Pete said though. I mean, when we were using it, I think a sign of a good range finder is that you don't think twice about it. You pick it up out of your cart. Yeah. You lock in on the flag in one second and you know your number. And that was exactly it. I mean, yeah. I've used a Bushnell. I think all of us have used Bushnell for, yeah. what, 10, 15 years at this point, And it was as if I was using the same device. And yeah, if it's it cheaper the, and it doesn't have those stupid batteries that no one wants to get. And doesn't yet, get
2: the trees in the
1: back.
0: Yeah. yeah well, I also, I like the reticle inside more than I like mm. Bushnell's.
1: Mm-hmm. Like Agreed. the little... Dot there. yeah
0: i like your the yeah. crosshair a lot more than bushnells bushnells bothers me
1: that little tiny dot
0: yeah
3: which is yeah. important because if you're if you're scoping the flag as many times as timmy has to throughout the round then you're gonna want to well, have no, a that. it's, it's like when you're
0: at. flagging it as much as i am you need precise distances <laughs> yeah. from the there. other fairway from the other yeah, fairway I mean, I, you know sometimes you got to do that uh wow. well al this was awesome we loved hearing about 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 pinned and about how it started and where it's going um it, it's an awesome product pro- product and it was awesome talking to you
1: yeah well boys I'm, I'm glad we were finally able to find some time thank you again for for having me on and um best of luck as you guys continue to grow this and uh it was a blast thank That's you too. excited Thanks to you see where it goes.
3: before we before we lose you too we'd love for you to kind of push your push what you got going on your handles websites you know we want to drive all our listeners to your site because we really believe in what you guys are selling so what do you got for us
1: yeah no doubt um i mean uh, i think all the handles are pinned golf um so on instagram twitter facebook pinned golf uh www.pinnedgolf.com um and i mean this is again i don't know when this is going to get dropped but holidays are right around the corner so we're going to be running some crazy holiday deals here in the next couple weeks heading into the to the new year so um definitely be on the lookout and um yeah just give us a shout take a peek and uh we'd love to have you guys join the pin family
0: awesome. so we'll, we'll tag awesome. the insta when we announce the episode and put it in the uh, description too alec thanks for jumping on it was awesome thanks and very uh, much, man. talk to you soon
1: yeah hugh peter tim appreciate it guys.